Yo, you are live. We are live. Crypto and down. What's good, Jams? How you doing? What's good, my brother Ray? Asherel, how you living, man? I'm good, man. It's kind of late. Um, it's been a long day. I heard you just went to that Rangers game. I see you got that T. Shout out to the Texas Rangers. Always representing for the hometown team. Texas Rangers took uh, the fam out, watched a little ball tonight. Right. Um, had a good time at the ballpark. Feel like the stadium is my second home. Unfortunately, the Rangers <laughs> lose more games than we win. Um, so hopefully I'll be able to see a World Series victory uh, before I leave this earth. Um, but if not, <laughs> One I'll day. always be a loyal fan. One day. All right, man. Well, I haven't really checked out the prices of the crypto market. So you want to get into them and let me know what's going on. Uh, I think I did see on Twitter that Hex had a all-time high. Now, is that right? Or Hex was retesting the all-time high. I believe it got to about just a little above 19 cents uh, before a slight back. Um, if it did have a wick up to uh, that 22 cent region, I didn't see it today, but it looks like, yes, we only went up to about 19.2 cents which honestly is still very close uh, to the all-time high and an exceptional day uh, for the hexagons. Uh, for our audience out there, hodlers of the coin hex call themselves hexagons. Um, that is the name of the community. And uh, this is, as I've mentioned in previous shows, my favorite coin. Um, it is a stakeable coin. And uh, with each stake, created, uh, you do receive shares and those shares allow you to mint new hex as interest um, at the end of your stake. Um, in further episodes, we will go deeper into hex, uh, but we did want to touch on a few of the prices on the market itself. Uh, looking at the overall global market cap of um, the entire cryptocurrency market, just over $2 trillion, $2.06 trillion. And looking at Bitcoin for the day coming in tonight at $44,412, just down a little less than 2% on the day. Of course, your number two coin, Ethereum, coming in just shy of $3,000 at $2,994, um, down 2% on the day. And then, of course, we did touch on HEX, um, sitting at about 18.2%, up 5% again today. So HEX has remained strong throughout the week. But Cardano coming in um, at $2.11, up 6.63%, uh, skipping over the stable coin, which shouldn't have too much price fluctuation, as we discussed on yesterday. Uh, looking at Binance coin, BNB, just under $400 at $397 per coin. Then you have Ripple, XRP, Brad Garlinghouse and team uh, fighting the SEC tooth and nail coming in at $1.13 uh, up over 1.59% on the day. And then the favorite meme coin of all uh, what you could call the institutional slayer Dogecoin. Um, just over 30 cents um, strong 
a half percent on the day. Another stable coin at nine, but one that we did mention on the first episode, Polkadot, run, rounding out the top 10 at $23.98. But do want to mention number 11, um, Solana, something that we have discussed <laughs> in various episodes, still holding strong up 6.39%. But if you notice, looking down at number 13, Luna jumping almost 29 percent today. And um, as we mentioned in an article that we touched on yesterday, uh, the altcoins are having a week. Luna being one of them, Solana, another. And then, of course, Hex. So, Ray, what do you think about the market? Yo, that's nice to see some of these coins run like Luna. I uh, can't say <laughs> I've been able to buy any and get any of these, but those are some nice runs, especially from Solana, because I've been hearing people talk a lot about that, especially um, some of the YouTubers I follow. So it's nice to finally see that one take off. Absolutely. I feel that Solana has had a lot of hype behind it uh, during this bull cycle. And to see it pay off for retail investors is certainly nice. Luna, not as much hype behind it um, on the YouTubes and Twitters. However, there is some faith behind this project as well. Hey, I got a question. I don't actually uh, know. Do you know what Luna, which what the project does? So Luna is a layer one Ethereum solution. Okay. And so it's similar to Ethereum. It does have a, it's a, it's another smart contract pl platform. Um, so, okay. It's in in tune with Solana, Polkadot, um, and is said to be a direct competitor um, to Ethereum, um, similar to uh, Binance Smart Chain. Okay, that's good to understand, like the ecosystem of those different coins. So uh, I'm kind of wondering how they'll play off of each other, the different business cases that will come out of them especially like when you talk about polka dot solana and then now that i know what luna does so when i'm yep. looking i'll try to kind of look and see how they're bundled together and moving together and i think it'll be easier to consolidate and kind of track them and if you can break it into segments of coins i think that will definitely help um understand like their cycles throughout the year so i think i'm going to try to do that for sure and i think that's a great point you make because Grouping coins that have similar use case or functionality in the market is important. Uh, Luna, Solana, Polkadot, Ethereum, Binance Smart Chain. These are all high throughput, uh, low, ex excluding Ethereum, lower fees um, with smart contracts built on top of them. And Cardano um, being the larger coin we're still waiting on those smart contracts, unfortunately. Uh, so those are some of the coins that have proven development of smart contracts deployed and actually functioning at this time. And as we mentioned a few episodes ago, Polkadot does have those parachain auction slots, um, which okay. will those be interesting. Auction slots. Okay. All right. Interesting. All right. I'll write that down and kind of keep note because I want to definitely track that because I definitely had not heard about about that before. Yep. But I've been hearing a lot about um, NFTs, especially <laughs> I want to say in this summer, especially with the, you, you saw Soldier Boy 
He dropped yep. an album. Uh, was it Soldier Boy? Tory Lanes. I was gonna say Tory Lanes. Tory Lanes uh, dropped the um, NFT album. I d I noticed Big Crit this past Friday dropped his NFTs um, okay. alongside the drop of all of his mixtapes on uh, streaming services, and his NFTs sold out in less than twenty four hours. Damn. <laughs> And some crazy. of them were only a dollar ninety nine, uh, four ninety nine, nine ninety nine, mm -hmm. uh, and they were album covers, some coin versions, some of them flip card versions. Um, but it's a extra, it's a uh, great idea for extra streaming revenue in addition to your merch. So why not sell tees okay. of your album covers or pictures in addition to your um, sweatshirts? Uh, CDs, vinyls, hats, bomber jackets. NFTs is just a additional revenue stream, and it's good to see an independent artist like Big Crit being on the forefront of that. That just shows innovation. Yeah, shout out to, shout out to Big Crit. Yeah, he's yep. like one of those OG artists that, you know, just is uh, timeless. Absolutely. Yeah, I brought up, uh, I brought up NFTs because as I was scrolling through Twitter, I saw this video. Uh, shout out to Paris Hilton. Remember that show? Uh, what was that show? Ooh, her and uh, uh her and, yeah. But anyway, she was talking about NFTs. So yeah, man. Listen, let's I don't see. Think I see. I've seen this clip, so I would love to tap in. Yeah, and like, let's see. If she gives a decent explanation of what like an NFT actually is. There. All right. <laughs> Jimmy Fallon. He's kind of funny. He has his moments. He has his moments, right? He does have, I'll give, I'll say Jimmy does have, he has good skits. He, or like games. Also, he has the games. Jimmy has the games. Like, And the, he doesn't take himself <laughs> too months. serious. So it, it's not as ridiculous as Conan. But not as yeah, like, yeah. Conan kind of kind of gets you know he's too uh, wacky. Yeah, I'm just kind of like the hell is this, bro? It's it's too corny. Yeah. All right. Can Here you we explain go. what an NFT is? Can you hear that? A non fungible token. Yep. Non fungible. Yes. Okay. Which is basically a digital contract that's on the blockchain, so you can basically have sell anything from art to music to experiences, physical objects. Like what? I, I, I'm not going to jump into the NFT world, but I would. May, I would. I know the Beeple is an artist. Mm -hmm. That's that's awesome. Yeah, so and, awesome. And he had like uh, maybe like 300 pictures in one digital picture. Mm -hmm. I thought that was interesting. And I go, well, I can never do that. What he did, but yeah, you could try something. Maybe like sell one of your jokes or something. <laughs> I couldn't even do that to my audience tonight. Are you kidding me? No, 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 I can uh, Jimmy. Jimmy, 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 Jimmy. <laughs> no, that I, I I really like Paris's explanation. Yeah. And many people don't realize that Paris Hilton has been on the forefront of technology and celebrity for a while. Yeah. She's All a she knows how to play the game. She does. And she was one of the first reality TV stars. Um, but right, like in addition to that, 
she utilized social media extremely well to take her following from reality TV onto social media. And then I watched a documentary on Netflix, uh, probably within the last year or so, uh, that talked about her actually selling herself in virtual reality going back (laughs) yesterday. All right. So now you can have hangout experiences with Paris Hilton through an Oculus VR headset, and that's an additional interaction with her mm-hmm. fan. And so I I care enough to spend time with you. People will pay all kinds of money just for that experience. So yeah, yeah. she's went from reality TV, TV. to social media to virtual mm-hmm. reality to blockchain and NFTs. People may think she's stupid, but she's one of the smartest. Nah, yeah, I heard her. I heard her talk. And I was like, by, she, yeah, she played a good character on her show. Absolutely, it's a, it's a, it's, it's a flawless character because people underestimate her business savvy. And <laughs> yeah, she gets them clearly, I get. Yeah, um, you know, I guess shout out to the Hiltons. I've stayed there a few times. You know, you know, I can't, I can't say anything bad about them, but. I mean, I don't you know. know much about her grandparents. I believe right. that's who founded the company, but more power to him. She's not resting on her grandparents' laurels. She's actually using her celebrity, building business, generating revenue, and has been around a lot longer than many reality TV stars. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she's done it all. What has she uh, before moving over? Has she been in any movies? Yeah, or, I mean, or, I feel I she, feel like she has. I can't. Um, but you got to think about it. Like those movies, like ooh, don't quote me on this. We're live, but I wonder which movie came out first, Legally Blonde or that TV show? Like because there definitely was like this period where there was like even like. Marlon Wayans and uh and Damon Wayans with yeah. white chicks. So it's like there was this period where the reality TV was and movies uh were promoting that particular stereotype. So yeah, that's for sure. Yo, yeah, we could go on and like cla- lots of classics definitely from that era. Oh, one hundred percent. All right. Uh, you know, I was on Twitter just scrolling today. Did you get any get into any news today? Uh, I did. I, I did about some. Uh, we got some lending mortgages. Hold up. Let me pull up that article that you sent me. All right. So uh, just teasing the article a bit. Um, as you know, uh, cryptocurrency is becoming more utilized by corporations. Um, Not only are they purchasing cryptocurrency to hold on their books, um, they're now stating that the second largest mortgage lender in the U.S. will be accepting Bitcoin by year end. United Wholesale Mortgage aims to become the first American mortgage lender to accept cryptocurrency payments. So understanding that UWM the second largest mortgage lender in the U.S. that facilitated nearly $183 billion worth of loans in 2020. 
Let me say that again. $183 billion worth of loans in 2020 alone announced that they will be accepting cryptocurrency payments by the end of the year. That is very bullish as it just shows to me that the largest corporations in America are starting to understand that cryptocurrency is here to stay and they better begin integrating uh, the accepting of payments in it and not relying on the old guard. And although I would not personally pay my mortgage in Bitcoin, having the option to do so is something that I think all businesses should be getting on board with or else risk being left behind. Yeah, that's very interesting. Whether, yeah, it's just a wave that's slowly starting to take over. And one, two, well, two things to note on this article. Uh, he says that I think we're starting with Bitcoin, but we're looking at Ethereum and others. We're going to walk before we run. And mm, I think okay. that's a great sentence by a forward looking CEO. And so for me, leadership says a lot about a company and it really shows that this uh, gentleman wants to not only incorporate cryptocurrency into his business, but not just Bitcoin, altcoins as well, specifically mentioning Ethereum by name. And one last uh, point about this article is. The chart just above this one, Ray, uh, shows the largest mortgage lenders, the 10 largest mortgage, mm. mortgage lenders of 2020. If you look okay. at the top one, who do you see? Quicken Loans. Uh, what's that dude? Is that the Cavs owner? Uh, you, 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 you read my mind once Dan again, Dan Gilbert. Ray. Shout out Dan Cleveland. Gilbert. Hey. Shout out to Dan Gilbert. To Not many people understand the powerhouse that Dan Gilbert is building with Quicken Loans, TurboTax, Rock, uh, Rocket Mortgage, and Intuit. Not only is Dan Gilbert becoming one of the biggest uh, figures in the mortgage space, he is the biggest figure in the mortgage space. And when people used to say, oh, the Cavs can't pay their players, Dan <laughs> has plenty of money to go around. And that was one of the um, highlights I noticed in this story was, wow, Quick Quicken is doubling their next competitor. And <laughs> what they do, they don't actually hold their uh, mortgages on their books. So they um, you get the you sign the mortgage with Quicken Loans, but then they sell it off to someone else. And so basically, they're just a mortgage processing company, not an actual mortgage holding company. Okay. So they make it quick for you to acquire your mortgage, but mm -hmm. they don't want to actually hold the risk of the loan. Of it. Man, yo, that's, a, that's an interesting game there. Yeah. Very much mm. so. I, uh, so I knew I knew he was he was big in the space, but I didn't realize he was that big, and they were outdoing their competitors by that much. Yeah, like yeah. yeah. And speaking yeah. of outdoing competitors, 
Uh, yesterday we mentioned CZ and Binance. Oh, yeah. And then what do we see today in the news? Binance recruits the U.S. government cybercrime expert amid scrutiny. Binance has hired Greg Monahan, a former U.S. government investigator, to be the exchange's global money laundering reporting officer. Now, Ray, you've been in corporate America for a decade now, or near a decade. Since when have you seen a company with an anti-money laundering what, what is the official title? <laughs> that is going to be a long sign on his door. They, they, they might have to give him two blacks to put on his desk. I was trying to go Google this this guy to see like what like what did he do? Has he done what like he was at the treasury? So did he do anything worthwhile? Or I don't know. It's like well, I if couldn't find anything. Beat him, join him. <laughs> and this is another instance of. Private being public and public being private. Government officials having the ability to write regulations and then flip yeah. back over and work for the companies that they were writing the regulations for seems as a conflict of interest. But if I'm on the private side and I'm Binance or I'm CZ and I have every country coming down my throat, <laughs> yeah. False. Uh, the best thing to do is the best thing to do is grab somebody from the inside and bring them <laughs> your team to give you cover. And I think not only has Binance and CZ done a great job of poaching a U.S. Treasury criminal investigator, but they've actually hired them and employ them. And that's what is happening all across the crypto space is that regulators are now coming inside uh, and working for the private institutions who can pay better and actually are innovating quicker than the government is, is realizing. So let's talk for a second. This is just um, part of a larger trend that's happening where you said private's public, public's private. But I think the government is definitely going bankrupt. You know, empire's breaking up and there's more money to be had in the private side. So I do think you're right. We're seeing it start in the financial sector, but this is just going to be, he's going to be the first of many and he's not the first, but I think we're just going to see this trend accelerate as uh, things get more chaotic. Um, so I definitely think this is something that we're, we're just going to see more and more of because as a, as things go down, he, um, this ties with current events, you know? So I think, yeah, this empire is going bankrupt and people are jumping shit to the private sector. And you know who was one of the first that I noticed move from the government into private industry in a total weird way was John Boehner. Do you remember John Boehner, the old speaker, Republican speaker of the House from Ohio? Yeah, Ohio. Yeah, I remember him. So when he left office, he became a board member on Acreage Holdings. And Acreage Holdings is a cannabis company. So uh, okay. 
he actually has been making millions of dollars off of cannabis since leaving office while the federal government still refuses to uh, move cannabis from a schedule one classification talk about conflicts of interest talk about not actually um, believing what you preach and the same goes when we compare that back to crypto the anti-money laundering uh, criminal investigator from the U.S. Treasury now works for Binance. And we all know inside the crypto space, um, although Binance is a great place to trade if you're a trader, uh, but leverage trading is how you lose your house. Um, it's, how, it's degenerative gambling. Um, hey, man, you know, they need that fix. Sometimes <laughs> when, you got, when you need that fix, Binance is there. <laughs> and um, they play at your own risk. But at least they have the, at least they have a U.S. Treasury, Treasury uh, criminal yeah. investigator, the new uh, money laundering officer to make sure you don't lose all your money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, they like, give people's money back. Are, are they going to do that now? Release the funds. Are they going to release the funds? Yeah, that, this reminds me of that show Billions. Kind of like, yeah. yeah. Shout out, shout out to that show. No, that's funny. It's like, uh, do we get our money back if I say <laughs> if I go long on a position and the price dumps five thousand? Am I gonna get my money back? Right. Like, no, no. Wait, are you gonna back that leverage trade by? Um, any kind of government institution? Absolutely not. Absolutely so, no. Then why are you then like, here? what's the deal? <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. Man. So, so I thought that really was a great story uh, after yesterday's discussion about, hmm, wonder what CZ's doing right now. Shoot, CZ's hired whoever he can get from the Treasury Department to come put up a face and say we are cleaning up our cleaning cleaning up, up yeah. our neighborhood. No money laundering, even though money laundering only makes up less than 1% of all crypto transactions. It's like, how many billions and trillions of dollars have been laundered with cold hard cash? You know what's not trackable? Cold hard cash. You know what <laughs> is trackable? The blockchain. And so you try to say we're <laughs> cryptocurrency is where money laundering <laughs> is happening? Probably not. Because guess what? It's traceable. You know, it's not traceable. Me handing you 20 bucks and you going to do whatever you want to do. <laughs> yeah, it's so backwards. It's like it's like they think we're stupid. I mean, oh, they do. That's yeah. why they put out like, I'm just like, get out of here, man. That doesn't make that doesn't make any sense. Everything is like it's either terrorism or money laundering. They're like <laughs> anyone they don't like. Or anything Less that goes against yeah all transactions right we're talking we just said two trillion dollars so what's one percent of two trillion dollars like yeah yo i was uh i was just watching uh cocaine cocaine cowboys mm -hmm. on netflix <laughs> yo they were you know talk about money laundering <laughs> airplanes of money and then i i just saw an article um that was shared on twitter 
about how many billions of dollars were flown back in airplanes from Afghanistan. And this was an article from 2019, um, New York Times. And I don't want to hear we're going to regulate you to prevent money laundering and criminality. No, 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 no. I don't need a rules of how to play Monopoly. Word. When we playing a whole nother game, like the only reason, and Ray, you know this just as much as I do, the only reason why they want to actually come play with us is for tax purposes. They want to generate revenue from their populace instead of corporations uh, and instead of equalizing uh, the tax code. Rather, they come take capital gains from the common man. When how is a cryptocurrency, once again, currency taxable as a capital gain? Is it property or is it a currency? Is it an asset or is it a security? I at this point they don't know. So right <laughs> until they do, let's stop uh, criminalizing and stating that money laundering is the reason why they want to figure out how to classify something that they have not done so yet. Right. It's like y'all can't y'all can't agree. So I was gonna it's say so blatant. It's so blatant money. So no, wait, say, ahead, well, no, I was just saying, yeah, it's just a money grab. And like, and they're talking about infrastructure, but I'm like, <laughs> there, where does, what does this have to do with infrastructure? Like, yeah, they just be, you know. And that's, and that truly was disappointing because I remember um, back in 2012 uh, when I was leaving college and I took that first job out of college um, as a campaign director and I was given the Democratic talking points and the infrastructure bill was in the talking points back in 2012. I remember most yeah. of those talking points and what they ultimately passed uh, or needed to pass did not have anything to do with cryptocurrency. So, so to backdoor regulation in on miners and stakers was truly a power grab by the Treasury Department, the IRS, and the banking lobby. And they really, I would say, FinCEN, CFTC, F SEC, they all took a coordinated effort to try and cut the knees off of an industry that actually is going to propel America forward for the rest of this century, if not centuries to come. Exactly. And so like, why would you uh, regulate innovation? Why would you stifle um, people from creating companies out of thin air, wealth from nowhere? You want to solve <laughs> Well, give people crypto wallets. Teach them how to interact with the blockchain. And what do you know? GDP may rise. It's almost like uh, these government agencies are trying to, are working against us. It's almost as if like they want us to fail. Well, 
it's it, I think of it sometimes like they want us to be beholden to the system. And what I mean by that is dependent, needed. And without um, someone there um, to actually take the hands out, then you, you don't actually ever stop having to give them. And so the system is repetitive on itself. And as uh, Sunflower Aaron, one of our viewers, ATX said, they want a piece of every kind of pie. And that's right. It's like, you can't have a house. They gonna tax it, property tax. You can't get a paycheck, income tax, social security, Medicare. You can't go buy bubble gum at the store, sales tax. So for every, mm -hmm transaction that you basically have the government has found a way to extract economic power from you and divert those resources to something else and you cannot verify what those things are unless you are a public policy interested person who honestly audits civic books and most people don't have time to audit civic books I know. <laughs> I, yeah. I like when people say, when they say like new bills passed should be nine pages only. I'm kind of like, at first I used to be like, no, but now I'm kind of like, yeah, man, keep that. Yeah. Keep, keep that infrastructure bill at 10 pages and throw all that legal jargon. I mean, even 50. Like, like even 50, even 150, right. even 250, right? Okay. It's like, okay, I can read 3, that. 000? But you can't, you can't give a bill. So here, um, here was something I heard earlier today uh, from King was, or maybe it was BitBoy. The bill was delivered with nine days. So I had nine days to read 3,000 pages. It's. <laughs> This is a college yeah, class. You know, I'm like, there's who's writing these bills? It's definitely an AI. People be like, yo, AI is going to take over. I'm like, AI is definitely taken over already. They write all of our bills and all of our laws. You think these people are their aides are writing these laws? Man, it's a computer they feed this stuff into. So it's like, we've been, we're being run by algorithms already. So, like, well, that's a great point, man, because the template like, exists. It's plug and play at this point. Yeah, right? Like, these old people I see, I'm like, oh, that's a great point. if I'm not reading this, I know for sure you are not, you have never read any of this. And your intern, I'm sure they may have read like half of that. Oh, I mean, the A, the A asked the intern, hey, did you read this? And then the, the intern tell the A, yeah, I read it. And the A <laughs> lie until uh, they lost. <laughs> yeah, I read it. Then the chief of staff lied. Today, boss, and tell the congressman, "Oh yeah, everything in there is good." You know, you know, they're just passing out cliff notes. <laughs> Those like <laughs> short cliff name. note summaries. <laughs> it's like none of them read it; they just get no. the shorthand version, and then whatever and, you know. And it's funny that we yeah. we're talking about this topic because for for the first time in my Texas political career, I find myself agreeing with Ted Cruz on <laughs> and never in my wildest dream would i think hey bro this would be the case 
you know, tw uh, 2020 hit and shit, stuff started looking real interesting, real different. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's Oop. like we mentioned on yesterday is one of those things uh, that Oop, my bad, that uh, opens up the political spectrum and it actually makes you realize that you do have more things in common um, than just your differences and uh, coming out of those things that uh, I found with Ted Cruz of all people on because of crypto and how seeing the government is trying to overregulate something that they do not understand and trying to prevent innovation and uh, restrict people from interacting with the free market. And that actually struck a nerve with me because I can see it in real time and overtaxing something that isn't yours is something that I'll ultimately agree with my enemy on. And Ted Cruz was a sworn so your friend, uh, friend of me, friend, friend of me now. Now, now I can't say Yo, he can come to the bar, but he can be on the other side of the fence and we'll just talk. Uh, like Wilson. Yeah, exactly. From, uh, home, improvement, from like, home improvement. Hey, exactly. Exactly. Yo, shout 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 out to the friend of me, Ted Cruz. Yeah, man. Hey, at doing, least you're doing good, good work the out there. Man. And, and a lot of times, I, I yeah, really give them as props where it's due, right? We can't. Hey, we'll be fair. We're going to be objective where, you know, where we can and call them out on this bullshit, like immigration. And, you know, that's okay. I mean, it's all, it's, you know, politics. It's all charades. You know. It's all charades. So I've been like, I've learned, you know, I can't, uh, I can't hate them too much, hate them all too much. Agree, agree. All right. Well, Jams is going to take a little break there. But, yeah, man, it's crazy the way these politicians are just running things, you know, flipping back and forth. Um, but we definitely have some more stories to get into. Let me pull something up that Jam, that Jams sent me. Now, shout out to y'all out there. Shout out to the five viewers watching. Appreciate you. Oh, we have a chat. Yes, Sunfire and ATX, Wilson. I definitely love that show, Home Improvement, and I will try to watch that every, 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 every afternoon I could. Oh, can you tell me more about this shirt? Yes, uh, I got this shirt in Australia in Melbourne, Australia. So I went there about four years ago. Shirt says, This is the old Gucci man. Pull up, it says, I miss the old Gucci. So I had this, I had this shirt about, I don't know, three years. Um, one of definitely one of one of uh, my favorites. I got it where every once in a while. But yeah, went to Australia, it was a great trip. 
had to get the shirt. It's a reminds me of that trip. Great times down in Australia. Definitely visit Sunflower ATX. If you ever get the chance, you should definitely check out Melbourne. Um, I'd say go towards the end of summer because it definitely gets hot down there. That is for sure. But I stayed there for about two weeks. Um, so it was a good trip. Got to hang out, explore, um, and relax. So I would definitely recommend Melbourne to, uh, to anyone who wants to travel. I mean, you can't really travel out there now because I think they got real strict laws on travel. But when stuff open backs, opens back up, I am definitely would like to go. All right, let me see if I can get Jamal back in here. Let's see. Let's see. Bear with me. All right, in the meantime, oh, and I think we got Jams back. Jams, you back? Jams, where are you? What's up? All right, well, until Jams gets back, let me get into the next thing I wanted to watch. As some of y'all know, I love, love the UFC. And speaking of Australia, one of my favorite UFC fighters um, is Israel Adesanya. Shout out to, I think, middleweight champion. Um, yeah, if y'all don't watch the UFC, y'all should definitely get into it. It is great. It has a bunch of characters. Um, the fighters are really interesting. And um, I definitely recommend you watch it. I'm going to play a clip that I saw that I want y'all to check out. Because let me get Jams back in here too. Yo, Jams, you back? You back? You still having those Wi Fi issues? Yo, if you can hear me, I'm about to play, uh, speak of my shirt, some clips of Israel and some UFC highlights.
Yeah, and shout out to Australia. Um, he's young, so if y'all don't watch the UFC, definitely check it out. Great person to follow. Um, and has a great outlook. Yo, welcome back. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Back at 44, exactly 44 minutes. It's funny how that works. Yes, so uh, Sunflower ATX was asking me about my shirt. I was kind of rambling there, and that that reminded me of uh, Australia, where I got it from. Yep. And then that reminded me of Israel, Adesanya. Yep. Uh, so I was kind of rambling about UFC, and I just played a clip of him talking about John Jones and if they're going to scrap it out. So, um, one, do you think that fight is going to happen? Is he going to scrap it out with John, uh, either at random weight or heavyweight? Um, or will John probably fight another heavyweight? Um, like Stipe, maybe? I don't know. All right. Well, first, let me go backwards, and then we'll go forwards. I was here for the Gucci Man uh, t-shirt part, and I want to say I love that shirt because old Gucci is the real Gucci. The new Gucci, not, not. clone. Everybody was, <laughs> well, nobody disrespected. No, old. he wasn't. <laughs> and... You know, he might be. He he just might be. Um, he just might be a clone. But they say that they say that about the the president. And uh, I did want to say about Australia. I would love to go someday. I know you had a ball, and if late summer when it's not too hot, um, I crypto hopefully gets me to the beach permanently sooner rather than later we'll be having our streams from the beach yeah but but here this is before i i will say i was talking really good about australia but they're kind of tripping right now let's 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 say that like they a little strict i mean oh, I, oh, you oh, know oh, because of the panorama because of because of the panorama you know i i get it you want to be safe but i just wanted to put that out there like i do i liked it but i feel like they've been they've been a little bit uh heavy-handed so to speak now but sorry continue that's okay that's okay no 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 and that's a great that's a great uh thing for the people to know is that uh they are very strict on the panorama and uh then i wanted to just go back to your point about israel out of sun israel i think is a fun exciting fighter in the ufc he's top five pound for pound um and should he fight John Jones? Probably not at this point because John Jones is too big for him at this point. John Jones walking around 225, 235, 240. Um, so, mm, you don't want that smoke. No, nah, he don't want that smoke. And he know he don't want that smoke. And so, um, I mean, he can be like me. I take the smoke just because I don't care. But... <laughs> Uh, when you out there fighting and you you know you got you know millions of dollars on the line, you can't go out oh. there and take that L for no reason. And um, stay in your weight, stay in your weight class. Although stay in your weight class, yeah, you know, make make your money over the long haul. And if you want to make a fun fight later in your career, you can do that. All the old guys still fighting at forty five. Yeah, right. Well. And they they don't fight that much, so they can fight probably longer if they space out their fights. So I was gonna say they don't fight that much unless you're like uh, Overeem 
or uh what's the what's what's my man um uh he just made a uh comeback um damn i forgot i'm, I'm missing his name but uh, a lot of the older uh U- ufc and mma fighters have to fight into not old age but into middle age you know late 40s even some 50 because they didn't yeah, make any so- money for the last 20 years relatively and they were- yeah they just it just started popping <laughs> they're like damn i need to stick around for a couple more years exactly they trying to we got that espn deal bruh exactly but yeah dana and the um the zaffa brothers were the uh owners of zaffa were the ones that got rich off ufc but the fighters we talk about how bad um nba or nfl or uh nhl or women's nba or you know women's soccer are paid should be a mma like second rank player or a fighter you don't get made you may make two thousand dollars for that fight yeah it's interesting because i do you know you want the fighters to get paid i i will say i was like neutral on dana over the years but this past couple of years i've been like he's doing a good job uh i liked how he's just pushed through um everything going on and just kept you know rolled with it and kept it going you know they're one of the first sporting events to come back so no, that's i i really i really um you know because i'm sitting here and the reason i like fighting and like the fighters because i respect anybody who's willing to put their life on the line for my entertainment so that's my philosophy where it's like i want those people to be paid as much as they can because you know they putting it all on the line and you know i'm right there you know watching every second of it so it'd be nice if they got paid so i do understand you know he's a businessman it's uh i think hearing who's the, the manager for um Habib, Habib's manager, and he manages Gaethje and Usman too. Uh, Ali, he was like, you know, when he goes in and negotiate with Dana, it's like, you know, it's kind of war and no hard feelings. Dana's trying to get get him for as little as possible. He's trying to get the most out of it. So I do think the fighters getting better management and, you know, trying maybe unity, more unity will help them maybe get bigger paychecks but you know it's the also things you got to be a star and you got to get people's eyeballs too so it's like if you can do that and fight which is kind of a rare combination yeah i do think a lot of them are interesting either way but there are some who just can like adesanya like who uh just are kind of have that are made to be stars and kind of uh work themselves up to that well it's skill and then there's um, polarizing. And Conor McGregor is a polarizing figure. Kobe Covington made himself into a polarizing figure by playing up the Make America Great Again role in the fight against uh, Kamaru. Kamaru is skilled, one of the best, if not top pound for pound fighters in the UFC, debatable for top three. Um, been chatting oh. for a while. Is our audio messed up? 
Shout out to shout out to Sunflower. Uh -oh. Thank you for letting us know. Uh -oh. All right, yeah, maybe our audio might be messed up. I'm gonna leave the stream. Come back. Let me try that. Okay. Yeah, I think that's better. Um, hopefully they can hear us. You know, we're still working the working the thing, trying to figure it out. But if they can't hear us, you know, look at my pretty. I was gonna say they gonna look say at my pretty. I was gonna say my pretty face. Channel bootleg. <laughs> hey, I'm working with what I got. No, no, we you got sound. Saying? Like we got sound. Oh, uh, the chat might be delayed. Yeah, I think we but good. That yeah, maybe the internet. Hey, hey, tell them this twenty twenty, this twenty twenty one. This is episode four. Episode four. Episode four. We working on getting everything together. We both got <laughs> our lighting together. Um, oh, we're making steps. I'm gonna have to call the internet service provider and let them know that I upgraded to your top tier. Oh, apparently, yeah. And I, I've gotten the new equipment. It's still not up to par. So I'm going to switch this <laughs> because of your lackluster uh, equipment and technology. Now, if they don't give me $100 off my bill, I'm switching in. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, all right, so I'm like, let's see what else we got out there. <laughs> what we got today? Oh, oh man, so you were showing the uh, Adesanya, which, yeah, I don't did think I was playing see, the audio for that either. <laughs> That's probably what, yeah. Did you see that? Um, Muhammad Ali's grandson has not only started boxing but had his first pro fight. Um, uh, I believe Nico Ali Walsh is his name. Um, and <laughs> okay, let me do it. But, Yo, let's see if I can find that. Before we show it, the best part, we got to talk about the best part. Who is his hype man? Who is his hype man? Of all people, who would you guess his hype man was? I'm going to guess his hype. Oh, hold up. I'm going to guess his hype who man. Who is the greatest is hype man of all time? Little John. Mm, good answer. Good answer. Good answer. Good answer. Greatest hype man of all time. <laughs> Gotta be. Flavor Flav. Oh, okay. I believe like Flavor Flav is his um, godfather. Right, right. I, and uh -huh. after the fight, Flavor was in the ring hanging out with old Nico. Okay. So, um, he did a great job, in my opinion, um, honoring his grandfather in the shorts. You know, the the 
classic white Everlast shorts with the black pinstripe down the side. He had the braids rocking. He was yeah, that's funny. I, yeah. Now, hold on. I haven't watched this. We, watch watch we got to give a disclaimer. I do not know where they found this opponent at. I don't know <laughs> if they paid him that $20 to go fight. But this is Nico Walsh. Ali Walsh, Muhammad Ali's uh, grandson's debut. Ooh. You got them hands, man. Ooh, ooh got them hands. <laughs> I guess we, we don't need sound for this. <laughs> Damn, it wallop. It's like, you look like, uh, it's like keep your hands up. Yeah, okay, here we go. Here we go. Yeah. That's all I can What's his weight class? Fight. What's his weight class? Uh, I think he's coming in like middleweight. Okay. I watched it live. Um, okay. <laughs> and it was... It, that overhand, right? Yeah, and that's what I was going to say earlier, Ray. The panorama really... He looks like Clay Thompson, kind of. He does. The panorama... He looks like... Um, yeah, with a broken nose. Made, made uh, me realize the importance of fight night on Saturday night and why I enjoy it so much. And we do have to put some props on Dana's name for being the first to come back and actually mm -hmm. say, Definitely. hey man, I'm gonna set up Fight uh, Island in Dubai and I'm gonna make sure everybody get tested, everybody know nobody. Cause have you heard of anybody like in Fight Island? No, but they probably, you know, it's probably some, <laughs> some stories that we don't know about. Um, but we know about the guy who was climbing out the window, but I'm sure they keep a lot of stuff under wraps. Well, that's what I was going to say. Because one thing, I and this is uh, speculation, which we probably shouldn't do too much of on this channel. But um, anyways. Speculate. Yeah, we're going to do it anyway. I, I've heard about how um, like the UAE and uses foreign workers. So they'll take like workers from, you know, India, Sri Lanka, you know, Cambodia, and bring them in and basically uh, utilize them for their like serving services. And it's not human trafficking because like you make more than you would make otherwise, but is it, you know, equalized, you know, not really because what's the, um, uh, Qatari's um, average net worth is definitely not equivalent to a Indian immigrant's. So, um, something to think about. If we want to say that nothing went wrong with Dana White's fight on it, we also have to be fair and bring up some of the possible, possible things that we may not know about that could be going on because somebody had to build it. Somebody had True, to, yeah. you know, um, and they, and they wasn't no kings and uh, princes and princes building none of it. I can tell you that. <laughs> so somebody had to do it. Yo, hey, I just watched this video and it said, uh, I think it was talking about Dubai. It said it's like a, a, caric a caricature of the worst aspects of Western Western civilization, like tall buildings, roads that are lead to like cut out and the 
like don't don't travel in the efficient route waste the water waste of water like oh you know you're gonna you can't walk to your neighbor's house you gotta go like walk um you know half a mile out of your way to walk to your neighbor's house you know and they really set they up actually, yeah like, so i wash a shirt yeah. like and like there's not a lot of technologies oh, yeah. that i'm like they definitely you yeah. probably shouldn't do that like they're just like there are just certain things that i think are actual slippery slopes and it's like it's not that i don't think like seeding clouds isn't like a good thing in certain areas of the world but when you do it for fun or oh we just need to have some rain today bro i know they they are controlling the weather well i, I mean yeah they're making it rain but that. i'm saying like yeah they're doing it they're seeding the clouds but i'm like you know with the combination of the the chemtrails and then the seeding, yeah, they uh, there, and then you know whatever harp the harp's got going on. Who knows the scale? Well, I, I've 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 seen some videos where I'm kind of like you know I don't even know what's real anymore. I'll see a video. All right, here's some quick stats. In 2014, a total of 187 missions were sent to see clouds in the UAE with each aircraft taking about three hours to target five to six clouds at a cost of 3,000 per operation. 2017 had 214, 2018, 184, 2019, 247. So how many do you think they've had over the last three years? Like, And then you have flooding in Dubai. Oh, flooding? How do you have flooding in the middle of a desert? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. That's those, those see those those are the things that make me like kind of question um excess and make me agree exactly with what you said that taking the best parts of Western civilization civilization may not always be uh the best idea. Yeah, I think um, I'll see if I'll try to send the video to you. But it was interesting because I've always been like, oh, that place looks pretty cool. And it was just like sh shitting on it kind of. So, so to speak, I do think um, it's, you know, it's a great tourist destination place. Oh, absolutely. Fun to visit, I'm sure. You know, there's definitely all these underlying things with people or who are building building the stuff, how they're being treated. Um, so it was just, uh, it was nice to put that in perspective. Right. You know, do I have I like to it. like pay $300,000 to like hang out with y'all and like do the cool things y'all do. And it's like, Oh, but you can't drink any liquor. And then they over there getting drunk as hell. And it's like, wait, what? Oh, but you cannot look at a woman and they like playing with strippers. So it's like, wait, what? Like, I, I, yeah, man, they fly. They, uh, yeah, they, uh, they're the ones flying all the uh, Insta Instagram models out. <laughs> hey, hey, somebody got paid for it. Hey, they say you know you know how that goes. They say hey, you want to be a star in the industry? You well, you gotta come out here and uh, you know, put in some work. Yeah, nah, and that's uh, shout uh, shout out to our real ones because um, if I go to Dubai, I'm going I'm going with a woman. I ain't. I ain't, I, I'm not, um, we ain't got time for that. 
Yeah, the other, yeah. That's for them. That's that's for the emirs. Sorry, um, the grand, the grand. Ain't that what they call the grand emir? I have no idea. Yeah, man. Maybe the Emiratis. That's what the Emirati. Yeah, Emirati emir. emirs. Emirs. Okay. Shout out to them. Building, um, building a huge city in the desert, like that's pretty dope. Yeah, no, that is dope. And uh, and honest, and honestly, coming from you know certain like, I don't know if they were Bedouin tribes there as well, but hey, respect to you know the Muslims. You know, we ain't, we ain't got no problem. But y'all just like the Christians. Hey, y'all <laughs> drink, but y'all sure do. Say say y'all pray for our times today, but we know y'all though. It's all good. Oh, bro. Don't. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. Hey, bro. Shout out. Shout out to. Uh, shout out to the NOI. Shout out to all all my brothers and sisters out there. Yo, and that's the thing we have to clarify. This is community conversation, um, and so when we refer to certain things, remember this is in the culture talk. This is in the community talk, and so it has to be interpreted through that lens. Um, so if you are from outside the community, outside the culture, and you are interpreting like my line about the Muslims, thank you, Ray, for cleaning that up and referring to the NOI, because others would think that I were talking about um, alternative um, interpretive interpretations. So thank you for that. I appreciate that cleanup right there. No, bro. Shout out. Yeah, anytime. <clears throat> Man, uh, this coffee, or not coffee, tea. Ooh. I was going to say, I had some, must. I had some, uh, some tea earlier today. But I've been doing like two day, two a days, like some in the morning, now some before I go to bed. And thinking about as I take a pause for a second thinking about um teas one of our topics of discussion is health is wealth and i know you've been um, experimenting with various different types of teas whether those be mushroom teas um i think chaga mushroom um Walk us through drinking that right now. I was gonna say, walk us through the different um, teas that you like to drink uh, because health is wealth. And um, I know something that I've recently discovered um, is that omega threes um, have been linked to a longer lifespan. Uh, so I'll let you take it away with the mushroom uh, teas, kind of. Ex- uh, explaining what they do and then um i'll definitely touch base on these uh, omega-3 study uh, about expanding the lifespan yeah um so if you want to learn more about mushrooms and their like medicinal benefits to humans and people and just uh just things found in nature and how that works you should check out paul stamets i think he had an interview with joe rogan that I saw and he's I think he's had he's written I don't know if he's written any books but he's worked on um, bees helping bees and trees but anyway that's a good person like if you want to learn more and follow up 
and there are also other people out there. So um, there's actually this guy I follow on Instagram, Blue Pillar 44. He sells, I think he has a brand that they sell chaga mushrooms and like in a capsule. It's like a blend of chaga and vitamin C, I believe. But so, so I've been taking chaga mushroom for a while. Um, it has, you know, there's all types of benefits, but a lot of these have the same type of benefits. But I've been taking this a lot of chaga recently, mostly for um, the whole, you know, panorama thing going on. Gotcha. So shout out to, I got to give another one to Cliff High, who put me onto this. And I've heard it from other people, but it just has vir- antiviral properties. And I think also anti-cancer properties and That's dope. chaga mushroom. I believe it comes from. I'm kind of going off the top of my head. I didn't. I forgot to look this up. Ch- uh, tree bark, or certain type of tree bark, um, or grows on trees. Yeah, I was but say, basically, there is, um, <clears throat> as I was excuse watching me, random documentaries, yeah, um, one about mushrooms, and there, I believe maybe the chaga is one that grows on tree and maybe attached to bark vertically up the tree. Yeah, so that one's, um, that's why I've been taking it, just for, I think, those properties. And it has different types of minerals and nutrients. Like So I think it has vitamin D. So I've been taking it just to supplement on top of the other things I'm taking. And it's you know, it can right. go well with coffee, ginger tea is what I usually do. And then one, another one that, yeah, they go well together. It goes well with either one of them. So I get, I have one from Pure, it's from Pure Bulk, purebulk.com, and it comes up ground. You can get different types, like ground different, differently. If you go on Amazon, I have one where it's a little bit less fine, Uh fine grounds than the one I got from Pure Bulk. But uh, you just, you get, so if you get it too, get the one i think that's from the fruiting bodies of the mushroom if it says that on there so there's a mix people will take and i think they're called the mushrooms like cordyceps and they fall within this range like people will take reishi mushrooms lion's mane those are kind of two popular ones i think reishi's red i couldn't tell you what reishi does but lion's mane i take that one pretty consistently and it's uh it helps it's for brain health okay um I need some clarity. Yeah, so it's it's you know brain health clarity, and I think preventing things that cause you know Alzheimer's in your future yeah. to build up. Yeah. I think um, I can't tell you exactly what all that stuff is, but when I kind of research things, I just kind of go with the general <laughs> guidelines of thing, whether it's you know cancer, viruses, brain health, heart health. Um, no, so I, those two are the best, and then like things that help with inflammation too. So I would say chaga, I think, helps with your inf- inflammation. So mm-hmm. depending on how much you drink, mm. um, you drink a couple of grams in your tea, you might feel it burning through you. Or, but so yeah, it definitely has good properties for nutrients as well as, um, you know, keeping you from being inflamed. Okay, inflammation. And um, yeah, you were spot on about real. chaga um, being similar to bark. Um, it does grow along the tree vertically, 
and it's harvested kind of with like a machete, just slice it off the tree. And then I'm not sure how they ultimately um, make it where it's ingestible, but I'm down. I'm down. Anything, anything that's willing, uh, I mean, that is going to assist in um, boosting a healthier lifestyle, I'm in. So uh, moving to the study, um, I recently have been listening to a guy in the Hexacan community, community, Maddie Allen. And Maddie Allen is a big proponent of omega-3s. And lo and behold, um, I see this article about omega-3s. And um, the evidence that omega-3s in particular is important for health is further confirmed by a new study published in the American Journal of Clinical Nutrition. Researchers set out to determine if there is a connection between omega-3s and longevity by tracking 2,240 participants over 11 years and and analyzing the omega-3 levels. So what do you ask about, or excuse me, what do you think about getting your um, omega-3s from fatty fish and what do you say, like kia, kaya, how do you say uh, those kaya seeds, kia seeds? Chia seeds. Chia seeds. I believe, uh, yeah, don't quote me on that. Chia seeds. I'm, let's go with that. Chia seeds. All right. Yo, yeah. Uh, flax seeds. I used to eat. So there are different um, takes, I think, when it comes to these seeds and how they affect people. Okay. I've heard, like, um, you shouldn't be eating these types of things with, you know, if you're a male, maybe oh. things like it might, it might mess with your testosterone. So these are, I mean, I can't confirm oh. any of this. This is just stuff. So. When it comes to like the flax seeds and even the chia seeds, I'm not so sure. But I've it's, um, yeah, I guess say I've eaten all of these. So, not chia seeds so much. Walnuts, uh, walnuts are good. Walnuts, um, I love eating walnuts. But um, omega threes, my parents were he were always big on that. And especially from the fish and like the capsules. So depending on yeah, the fish also oil too, I've heard. The fish oil may not be so good if it's in the capsules. Yeah. Um, just That's because. What I heard. Yeah. So. So how? It's what's the difference between a mega three cap and a fish oil cap? Like. Uh, I'm not sure. I think the fish. It's like, maybe it's just the uh, the amount of omega threes in there. Like you're just getting more make with the omega three cap. Okay. But it's like if you're taking that fish oil, that's your take. I think that's why I would take fish oil would be to get those omega threes. Got you. Got um, you. Got you. Got and my, so I used to do I used to do shots of like cod liver oil. Yep. 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 I've seen uh, that I've seen Nordic. Yeah. Too. Yep. Yeah. And I think you. Yeah. You can get you can get that one in a liquid form, in a bottle, and then put that in the refrigerator. But it's been a while since I've since Ooh. I've um, actually my mom got me one for my birthday. But it's been a while since I've like uh, been sipping on that 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 fish oil. <laughs> that sh that stuff. Shout is out to Mama Asherel out there. Yeah, shout out Mama Asherel. She definitely uh, you know put me on game with the health and 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 it's my the OG dad right there. Both OGs. Shout out your dad. So 
Honestly, this definitely made me want to start. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to make sure I take my Omega-3s. I think I have some capsules. Uh, and there, there's even peanut butter. If you can get, like, smart, balanced peanut butter that should have, that is, like, infused with Omega-3s. I don't know peanut if they still butter, sell that. Like, like, where do you – well, I feel like that that may be a um, a Whole Foods or um, – yeah, bro. I'm from Austin, so you know yeah. I, we don't go to Whole Foods. We kind of go to Whole Foods, but we don't anymore. Like I was going to Whole Foods well, before Whole Foods was Whole Foods, before all these hipsters. Right. So before the price was up, it's like I grew up going to Whole Foods, well, and then where it became the this huge thing. And now I'm kind of like, where do you buy peanut butter with fish oil? In? Oh, it's not fish oil. Oh. It just has like omega three. It's not fish oil. Oh, I'm oh, sorry. Like, I did not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. not like, fish wait, oil, what? but like with omega threes. I was like, that's definitely <laughs> whole foods type shit right there. That's definitely Austin. Austin then went on a whole nother. Level. Oh yeah, to clarify, no, not, not peanut butter and fish oil. All right. Peanut butter All goes right. with my a bad, lot of stuff, bad. but bro, I kind of hurt. You thought you thought I was eating fish oil peanut butter? He was <laughs> judging like, me hard. You were like, damn. Help me. You're like, help me understand. Yo, help is <laughs> well. Help me. Help is <laughs> well. Understand. <laughs> it doesn't have to be, yeah, if it gets to that point. So let me ask you I, a question. If I had to. Julian Assange, uh, do you think he's taking omega-3s? Do you think um, wherever he's hiding in the world, or if he's even hiding, is he in jail? Where Where is Julian Assange right now? <laughs> uh, I thought he was in, like... Uh, South America. Uh, yeah, like Ecuador or something. Par I thought he got. I thought they hauled him out, but I don't know. Did they take him? Doesn't the, doesn't the U.S. have him? U.S. U.S. be getting everybody. Shoot, they took out uh John McAfee too. So, um, oh, allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. I ain't say they took him out. Uh, he got taken out. That was what he said. Got taken out. That's what uh, he okay. said. I didn't say Man, I, I didn't see was, it wasn't happen. That's what he The hype. Remember, they were supposed to drop. He was supposed to have a, like a kill switch. That's what they're going to drop this and that. To what he said it was going to happen. Not to what I said. Okay, yeah. Because he said, if I die, they did it and I got taken out. That was on his Twitter. Think, yeah. I think he's he's also a troll too. So, and I think he was at the attention. I think he was certifiably crazy. And hey, cocaine is a hell of a drug. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I, I I think much like many CEOs of that caliber, the um the once you get to a certain level of wealth the opportunities before you um are too much to handle and so he not only was trolling he also had the means to evade the repercussions of being trolled. I mean, of his mm -hmm. troll. So, imagine 6 9 with a hundred times the amount of money. Or a thousand, excuse me, a thousand, thousand. times more, 
more money. Word. And crazy. <laughs> I mean, yeah, six nine. He's a little. He's a little. I mean, at this point, I look at a lot of people. I'm like, we all kind of. Everyone's kind of a little crazy. Well, everyone got a little crazy. In well, them. yeah. I mean, I got a lot of. I got a lot of crazy in me too. But the. Not. Uh, that's a great documentary. The one on John McAfee and Belize. Uh-huh. That's a great, great documentary because my man was out in the woods saying come get me and i i respect that i i respect respect that. yeah i respect that about him. i mean not not saying he was the greatest man i don't know i ain't having john mcafee's back by any means at all uh, but for someone to stand up on their principles against a system that they don't believe in that they've you know seen the inner workings of through technology and through power mm-hmm. um, what you say you don't see him in none of them pictures do you uh ray no i i didn't see him in those pictures I, I apparently apparently he pictures. said he had more pictures and more data so <laughs> we didn't see him in none of them pictures but he said he had a whole bunch of pictures as long as we don't see him in those pictures i think we okay yeah um you know may may he rest in peace yeah man speaking yeah rest in peace speaking of rest in peace i think <laughs> we should uh call it a night in an hour and twin I, I can't even talk right now so we hit a hunt we hit 121 we, we had we had a few some man. We had difficulties we had we had we had a few comments shout out shout out to sunflower and atx we appreciate your love yo we, and support we appreciate it we appreciate it um we really do crypto and down we do hey we ain't crypto and down what y'all think just because we only got one viewer we ain't gonna be coming <laughs> on nah we coming at y'all hey one viewer zero viewers two viewers it's good chopping it up yes sir we learned uh, every we'll day, do this man. again We'll now, do this again. now we can tell people about the chaga mushroom man yo i'm trying i've been you know i was ranting and raving to my family and i was like take your chaga pills i got my parents <laughs> chaga pills and like sent them to my sister like this was like you know 20 early 2020 so i was like pushing chaga uh, everybody who would listen i'd be like yo chaga mushroom chaga mushroom you know i was like chaga mushroom bro yep, chaga. yeah yeah yep. <laughs> so well, you know how it goes but yeah great to great to run that back always um, man appreciate chopping up with sure. you, man and peace be bro pew and you know shout out to shout out to the real ones rest in peace mcafee yes sir and uh cues on to some hey always